Father, thank you for this amazing opportunity to hear your heart and your intentions for your people. Give us a hearing ear, a mind to perceive, and a heart to receive what you would speak to us. In the, in the name above every name, Jesus, we pray and agree. And the people said, amen. How do you like our new arrangements, huh? It's exciting, new. God's doing something new. Well, we're going to continue to conclude the message about uh, God being the same yesterday, today, and forever. I love, I love this verse because it's compelling. It makes me think that since we're made in His image, since we're supposed to be like Him, there's factions in our lives that, that need to be lined up with Him, that consistent thread of God showing up in your life. Because see, God is always the same. He's always the same. He's, he's God all the time, every day, all day, all night. And he never changes. He's too perfect to improve and too eternal to cease to be as perfect as he was, he is, and forever will be. He's always all-knowing, lavishly loving, generous beyond measure, a faithful father who's for us and with us and giving to us and always, always enabling and empowering us to be who he made us to be, the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, fearless, focused on him. He's so available to us. You know, God and his word stand forever. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I just keep, this is like looming in my spirit. Romans 8:29 it says from the very beginning the first yesterday God decided that those who came to him and all along he knew who would should become like his son that Jesus who is the same yesterday today and forever we got to approach our, our our Christianity our faith walk with the right same in mind, not the same as we were, but the right same. Anybody? Anybody? <laughs> See, we're created to become like Christ. As we grow out of our yesterday and process through our today, or our right nows, and get perfected in our future foreverness. Mm -hmm. Amen. So just as Jesus did in Luke 2:52, we got to increase in wisdom and stature and power and favor with God and with each other on a constant basis, but always and forever by his grace. So from the beginning and always his thoughts and his plans for our prosperity and our great future never ever change. And the good news is, he will not change nor change his mind about us, nor will our position as his child ever change. You know, the conditions may change. Uh, they come to influence or dissuade us. You know, the good times, the bad times, the victories, the defeats, the storms, or maybe too many parties. Yet, he remains the same. And his love never ends. His intentions for us are always, always good, even when he's not even on our mind. Hmm. So we, we get it all, all of that grace, on the basis of relationship, because we're his family. 
So that means we gotta stay connected. Like some families don't stay connected. But somehow, you know, we, we've got the same blood. We've got the same father, all of us. So we gotta stay connected. My question to you today is, donde estas? <laughs> where, where, where are you? Are you, are you with God? Or, or are you with you, the secular? Or what I call the selfular? The selfular, it's a new word. I can make up new words. I write that down in the dictionary. Amen? <laughs> the selfular. But boys and girls, we can't be the same as the world that we came out of. There's a higher call in our lives. So to become like Jesus, we gotta have an availability, because he's building our future. We gotta have an availability. That's another new word, write it down. <laughs> we gotta have that availability to God. So that he is remembering that he is the builder and the author and the finisher of our faith and everything about us. So we gotta be open to his instruction, open to his construction, remain under construction. Another word for under construction is submission. Sub, under, the mission. He's got a mission to bless you. But we gotta get under that construction so he can build that up in us. How can we grow to be like him if we're the same as the worldly attitude of today. It's very secular, it's very worldly. They're doing what they do, they're worldly. Or if we venerate our opinions above the tenets of our faith, or if we, we become prone to backtalk God as if he should bow to what we have in mind. I don't think that's gonna help us out. You see, the greatest opposition to God's plan for your life is your plan for your life. It's very quiet in here. <laughs> Praise God. Does that mean you're thinking or you're just like, what? <laughs> what you talking about, girl? Okay, Philippians 2, 9 and 11 say, because he stooped so low to get us, he stooped down to the ground to pick us up. This earthly vessel, this clay vessel, because God has highly exalted him because of that. He loved us so much, but God highly exalted him so much so that at his name, every knee should bow and every tongue must confess that Jesus is Lord. And another name for that word Lord is boss. How do you treat your boss if you wanna stay on that job? Hmm, I think I better obey what he says. James 4.10 says, humble yourselves with an attitude of repentance and insignificance in the presence of God, and we're in his presence 24 seven all the time because he's everywhere all the time, then he will exalt you. If you humble yourself, he's gonna exalt you. Anybody? People, salvation is not a, a part-time venture. It's a covenant agreement, like a marriage with no divorce options. Hallelujah. It's God's commitment to us. Ephesians 4, I'm sorry, Ephesians 1, verses 4 and 5 tell us, this is the Living Bible translation. Long ago, even before he made the world, God chose us to be his very own through what Christ would do for us. His unchanging plan. Yesterday, today, and forever he decided this. 
And he has always had this mindset to adopt us into his own family because Christ would die for us. That's an amazing generosity. Hallelujah. To be adopted into somebody's family, to be taken care of all the days of your life, to be considered every day. Your daddy is looking out for you. And Jesus died so well. He died so well for us. And then he got up and then he went up to sit down so that we can too. Because he said it is finished. He came to get us. So the old account, the old debt that Adam made was paid in full once and for all, forever, for our sake. You gotta remember, back in the day, probably the very first throwback Thursday, <laughs> there was no seat in the tabernacle. The priest could not sit down. You see, because the sacrifices were continual and symbolic while they were waiting for the true blood of the lamb to come and be poured out for us. And when that blood was poured out, grace was poured out on us too. Our redemption, our acquittal, our justification, it was all settled so that our transformation might begin. Glory to God. We were becoming changed so that we could look like and be like Jesus. That same is what we're going for. Hebrews 1.13 says, after the cross, Father God told Jesus, sit at, my right, sit at my right hand till I make all your enemies your footstool. That's why Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we can go high. Because Ephesians 2.10 tells, tells us this way, we're seated in heavenly places. We're sitting, with, we're sitting with God himself. So we don't have to go low. We don't have to retaliate. That's, that's why we, we, we got to understand that God is for us. Not occasionally, but yesterday, today, and forever. All of the time. So you can put your feet up. Be still and see the salvation of the Lord. You can stay seated. Because it's footstool time. Hey, snap. <laughs> don't fret over haters. Don't fret over the, ag the aggravators, the self-fueler people, the crankular people. <laughs> Second Thessalonians 1, 6 says, it's a righteous thing for God to mess with those who mess with you. So I can calm down, I can be still and know who is for me. Mwah, hallelujah, praise you God. You gotta know that we belong to God in every state of our lives whether we're in trouble, whether we're in joy, whether we're in the cold, in the heat, in, in rejection, acceptance, depression, oppression, no matter what, he's with us and wooing us by his loving kindness into a peace and a power that we don't have on our own, but our daddy does, glory to God. And thank God for his ever working grace toward us and in us every step of the way. He made us his righteousness. My God in heaven. We're made righteous. And as we become righteous, that same ever-working, ever-empowering grace closes the gap 
between our becoming and our coming out of our raunchousness. Raunchousness. Because he's making us righteous. Because we are raunchy. Uh, okay, y'all get that. Okay, how about obnoxiousness? I like that one. Is that better? Okay. Stubbornness. Selfness. He's doing that. Grace is doing that for us so that we can stay seated in him. We can stay sealed in him. We can stay grafted in and remain in him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. See, this was his intention before we even got here. It was the same intention yesterday, today, and forever. It's the same intention that he has for us. While we're here, long after we're raptured up or, or see him face to face, because it's the same God and the same plan. Hallelujah. Praise your name. So this profound intentionality is rooted in his love for us. He loves you madly. Genesis 1, 26 and 27 says that male and female, he created them all in his own image. His, his image is full-blown love and perfection and the beauty of his holiness. His image is fully reflected in, in man and woman and all of us so that no one that God has made is less than any other person that he made. So now if we, we begin to disregard or exclude someone or think someone to be lower or less than ourselves, we're actually diminishing and tarnishing a part of God's own image. You know, Jesus died for that one that you're not that you're not liking, that you're not loving on, that you're looking down on. He died for that person too. Whew. See, do we put somebody down to raise up ourselves or somebody else? That's not love. Love has no GMOs, genetically modified. No, no modification in there. The love of God is unconditional. It's the same like him yesterday, today, and forever. It's consistent, it's constant, it's always. Because God is love. We have to understand that and receive that and allow that to be in all of us throughout our faith walk. If that's, if that's not a part of your faith walk, then you're not walking with God. I don't know who you're walking with, but it ain't the, that guy. Amen. <laughs> you gotta remember, we're all equally loved and valued by God. Because we're, we're made in his own image. We're his child. You know, God birthed us and knit us together, all of us, each one of us. It says in Ephesians 2.10 that we're his workmanship. That word workmanship in the Greek is poema. That means his masterpiece, his poem, his family. One, Psalm 139.13 says, you knit me together in my mother's womb. That applies to each and every one of us. Hallelujah, that's, that's a beautiful thing. He handcrafted us, each and every one of us, by his own hand. Galatians 3.28, Paul writes to us and says, There is neither Jew nor Gentile, neither slave nor free, nor is there male or female, for you all are all one in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That means as well there's no black or white, brown or yellow or red. In Christ, there's no distinction or, va or, or instinction in, I'm sorry, distinction in value or importance. We're all pretty good with him. 
He likes us and he loves us and he values all of us. We all are, are all important to him. Somehow we, we adopt the world's practice of, mod, uh, of modifying criteria to love or accept or receive or respect or, or even disregard some people. But Romans 12, 2 tells us clearly, be not conformed to this world. The world doesn't have its heart. We're supposed to change the heart of the world. How are we gonna do that if we're courting that thing that the world has, secularism or self-eularism? or chauvinism, or racism, or hedonism, tallism, shortism. See, we're, we're, we're in the world, but not of it, people. John 13, 20 says, Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send, receives me. And he who receives me then receives who sent me, who is the Father. The message says, make sure you get this right. Receiving someone I send is the same as receiving me. So if we're going to look like Jesus, we got to love like Jesus. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. How about you? Therefore, the church is supposed to lead the way and set the example of placing value on all people, especially those in the house of God, in his church, in his body. If we're going to look like Jesus... We gotta love like Jesus, amen? Do we, do we remain as we were and, and keep rebuilding what God is trying to tear down? I don't think so, that's not, that's not God building our future. Are you hearing me? John 3.30 says, I gotta decrease so he can increase. There's, there's a renouncement there and an announcement. I'm declaring before God and the witnesses that I gotta decrease for my God to increase, thereby increasing me. That's the only way I'm gonna increase. If I increase him and, and humble myself so he can exalt me. No matter who may try, listen, to devalue you, ignore you, reject you, defame you, shame you, hurt you, all of that stuff, you and your God, your position in God, never ever change. You are always his own. You know, Jesus condensed 613 Mosaic laws into two. Love God with your whole heart and love everybody else like you love yourself. Love God with your whole heart and love everybody else with, like you love yourself. Hmm. So if we love him with our whole heart, soul and mind and strength and others as we love and value ourselves, that's how we become truly his people. We're gonna look like him, we're gonna be like our daddy. That's how the world will, will recognize us as real deal Christians, by the love that we have for each other. That's how we demonstrate his power to transform as we're being conformed to his own image and our attitude and our behavior and our connection to each other. That's how Jesus can be seen for real and authentically. Ephesians chapter five is a, is a great chapter to read. It's a, it's a scripture that tells us how to walk in love and walk in light and walk in wisdom. And verses eight to 10 say this, 
For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children in the light for the fruit, the effect, the, the produce of that, of the spirit, is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, finding out what is acceptable to the Lord. It tells us to have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, which is what I'm trying to do today. Hello? Hebrews 12, one says, therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us strip off and, and throw aside every encumbrance and weight and that sin which so readily and cleverly entangles us. Well, we know what the sin is, but the weight sometimes, we're not clear on that because weight is not really sin, but it still perverts or delays our purpose. You know, things like procrastination, insecurity, insincerity, refusal to change. Maybe you're critical, judgmental. I don't have enough time to study the word like you do, Pastor. Hey, we're all supposed to study the word, whether you're a pastor or a, or a parent. You still got to do that, amen? Not conforming to the issues or setting boundaries. Not standing up for what's right. That's, that's, a, that's weighty matter. Being religious. You know that religious routine sometimes we have? Expecting somebody to be perfect rather than looking to the perfect one. Hmm. So weights are heaviness and they keep us stuck. And they also cause us to have to wait to be blessed because they get in the way. We have to really change to the right same. The right same. We can't, you know, add, just add Jesus to our lifestyle. We can't, he's not an add-on. He's Adonai. He is our Savior. He's our God. So, ¿qué haces? What are you doing? ¿Y por qué? Are we, are we seeking him? We are his church people, his body. And we carry his name. Christ, I'm a Christian. I'm supposed to look like him, act like him. Psalm 139, 16 says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Wow. So he knows everything about us, our inner workings. And we gotta be all in this. We gotta be really committed for us to develop as we should into this new same when we grasp him. I heard of a little boy who, who for weeks kept falling out of bed. This went on for so long. He, finally, he called his mommy, Mommy, why do I keep falling out of bed? Every night I'm falling out of bed. And she said, it's because you didn't get in far enough. So we gotta really get in to our faith, into our relationship with God, into this walk of faith so that we get transformed to look like our God. See, he's got grace to help us through the struggles and the contradictions 
of who and what we were or what we did. And so that grace is going to usher us into the person of faith and strength and love and power that God had in mind for us yesterday, today, and forever. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. We're doing on time. Okay. You know, now is not the time to, to fear or recoil or retreat or step into compromise in any way or cling to a belief system that we create that's really rooted in religion. You know, it's not about, it's not about that. We gotta reach for relationship in God and his love. It's time to be that same like Jesus and be equally yoked to him. See, why be less than or, or unequal to who God made us and desires us and commands us to be? See, change only happens with intent, a deliberate decision to do so. Wow, it's time to change to great. He wants us great because he's great, our great king. Ephesians 4, 14 and 15 in the encapsulated version says, grow up into him in all things. Grow up in him in all the things that you do. How is God fitting into everything that you're doing? Everything that you're thinking, how you're dealing with people, relationships on your job, dealing with your children, your family. How, how is he in there? The process of growing and becoming is little by little. It's, it happens in stages, like little babies. You know, you first you give them the milk, and then gradually, you know, they, they are able to eat meat and table food. And for us, that table is the one God is setting before us, preparing before us in the presence of our enemies. Hallelujah. You have to realize that their enemies, you know, kind of run interference. Those enemies run interference with well, who we're supposed to be, be becoming, that one who God made us to be. And we don't want them to sit at our table. A lot of times, we, that's a problem. We allow our enemies to sit at that table. And it is like a problem, amen. But God has, God's heart has been for you even before you have been, before you were even here. He loves you and he likes you in spite of you. <laughs> wow, wow. Can we love like him? The Bible tells us that love covers a multitude of sin. And listen, Wisdom is knowing what to overlook, not pinpointing and accusing and being religious about being somebody imperfect, because we're not perfect. That's the only one who is, the only one. Don't forget, God is the builder. God is the builder. We just have to add our availability, and by his grace, He's going to mold us and shape us and make us who we're supposed to be. And we need him. And listen, we need those that he sends, listen, because they are the scaffolding that God uses in our building process to support us and bring us encouragement, to, to give us a, a message sometimes or inter intercede for us. They're the prophetic voices or the, or the midwives that help us to become 
because of his ultimate plan to bless us. His ultimate plan, we gotta stay connected. We gotta look up to the hills from which cometh our help. Our help cometh from God, our Father, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever, loving us today, yesterday, today, and forever, always, never changing that attitude or that intentionality. So in closing, I wanna, I wanna read to you, or pray rather, pray over you, Ephesians 3, 16 and 19. Thank you, Father. Lord, may God grant us out of the riches of his glory to be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through his Holy Spirit in our inner self by indwelling our innermost being and personality so that Christ may dwell in our hearts through our faith. And may we, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of comprehending as God's own people the width and length and height and depth of his love, fully experiencing that amazing endless love. May we come to know practically through personal experience the love of Christ which far surpasses mere knowledge without experience. May we be filled up throughout our being with all the fullness of God so that we may have the richest experience of God's presence in our lives and be completely filled and flooded with God himself, our Father and our Lord, who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And I pray this, I decree and declare this in Jesus' matchless name, and the people said amen and amen.